Hey friends, you're listening to Be Fearless, the Authentic Podcast. This Advent, you'll hear daily inspiration to draw closer to God as we remember how He drew close to us that first Christmas so many years ago. Grab your cocoa, light a candle, cozy up, and let's embrace God's presence and promises this holiday season. Day four of Advent, December 4th, and this can kind of be the time where you think, oh, I have time. If I slow down on this Advent reading, I'll be able to catch up. It's fine. But I just want to encourage you that this is not the time to slow down. There is so much more that God has for you in this season, and I just believe that He wants to reveal so much in your life that will bring you peace and hope in a season where we could all use a little bit more of that. Today, December 4th, we're looking at the timelessness and thoughtfulness of Jesus. History itself aligns with the promises and hope God lays out for his people. Now, if you are not familiar with numerology, it's a really fascinating study, something that I have not gone too deep into before, but I've been really interested in it because numbers are super important in scripture. God uses numbers as a tool to really reveal the importance of what he speaks of, the importance of what he does. For instance, you're probably used to the number three being an important number in scripture because, well, the Trinity, seven, obviously as well. God created the world in seven days And seven is used many more times in scripture. So right now, this is going to be a little bit of a practice that might be uncomfortable for you depending on where you're at, but I really want to challenge you to take a moment. Looking at the genealogy yesterday, you might not have really counted how many generations there were, but from the beginning of the promise to Abraham to the birth of Jesus, there are 42 generations. Matthew 1.17 says, So all the generations from Abraham to David were 14 generations, and from David to the deportation to Babylon, 14 generations, and from the deportation to Babylon to the Christ, 14 generations. I want you to just sit back for a moment and think about a specific thing you've been waiting for that you, what is it, are holding on to a promise that God gave you, a future hope that you're just praying for. I don't know how long you've been holding on to a specific promise from God or what your waiting season has been like, but Abraham waited 42 generations to see his family line come to the fruition of Jesus Christ himself. The Israelites waited 400 years from the time the prophets last spoke of the Messiah's coming to his actual arrival. Mary and Joseph waited nine months to see how this crazy, unplanned pregnancy would unfold. Jesus waited about 33 years to fulfill his calling on earth, which fulfilled the greatest promise of redemption for all of us waiting. The truth is that that there is something so valuable to the waiting seasons because God doesn't wait to move as we do. He works things out for our good in the meantime. Often, though, we tend to miss it because we're so focused on the messiness. We're going to really dive in to Abraham and Sarah's story tomorrow. But I think it is such 
a powerful story. And I don't know about you, but I can totally relate to it. I'll just give you a little sneak peek. God gave Abraham a beautiful promise that his offspring would be countless, that his generations would be fruitful. But God still made that promise to Abraham. If you get a little further on into Abraham and Sarah's story, which we will tomorrow, they decided to take matters into their own hands. And maybe you're just like them, as I definitely am. Maybe this Advent, maybe this year, you've tried to take matters into your own hands. Waiting seasons can be full of pain as we feel like God is absent. When we think about Jesus being timeless and thoughtful, we don't think that is actually the truth in those seasons where we just need more joy. And 2020 has been a year of wondering, where's God? How can this be good? And when will the waiting end? I can't promise you that everything that has gone wrong in 2020 is going to stop the moment that clock turns to 2021. In fact, I would encourage you to prepare for that not to happen. But just because everything seemingly doesn't get better doesn't mean that God's not working behind the scenes. And it's so obvious when you look through the story of scripture that he is not only working behind the scenes for us, but he's right there in the midst. His thoughtfulness comes into play when we think about these numbers throughout scripture. So intentional. Seven. Through the generations, the 42 generations, a multiple of seven, (laughs) and that seven in Hebrew means promise, oath, or covenant. So take a moment, take that deep breath again, and count to seven. Maybe write that down in your notes on your phone set a reminder, have Siri remind you every hour (laughs) to take a deep breath in and count to seven to breathe in the promise of God and breathe out the angst that waiting brings. Because God is so good to fulfill his promises and he is thoughtful in every moment. these times of reflection as we just take what we're learning about God and really apply it to our lives or ask God, where is this relevant to me? How is this showing up in my life? So as we've been doing with these Advent days, I just want to give you a couple questions to ponder and you can have this um, extended time at the end of this episode to really just bring it to God. How long have you been waiting for something that makes it hard to be present in the moment? I know that sometimes we look so far into the future, we see that God has something planned for us, we're hoping and betting on his goodness, which is a beautiful thing. But sometimes we do that so much that we forget that he's actually good in the moment, even when the moment doesn't feel good itself, that God is still good. 
So what is it that you're waiting for that is taking you outside of your current moments, making it hard to just soak up the present? And as you reflect on a waiting season or maybe one you're in right now, what do you notice about how God moves in the meantime, even when you might not see it immediately? How has he moved in the past? How is he moving right now? In the meantime, that time we never talk about, we always talk about where you came from and where you're going. Sometimes we feel weird talking about the process, talking about the in-between. But I believe that this season is all about God showing us that there's so much power in recognizing his presence and his promises in the meantime.